Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Caruso, right wing, jab step, puts up a three. He got it. Willie Caruso stays hot from beyond the arc. Hands off to Wirtz. He fires a corner three. He's got it again. Wirtz bounces into Richards, who feeds Frankish, who does a circus shot off the glass. Count it and the foul. Edie, crossover, step back, left elbow, puts up a two, puts it in. Backdoor Caruso, the one-handed hammer. Willie Caruso brings the crowd to its feet. Welcome, everyone, to the 11th episode of the Believe in Santa Clara Sports Podcast right here on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin, student voice of the Santa Clara Broncos and your source to stay up to date with Santa Clara athletics all season long. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Believe Podcast website, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you haven't already, please rate, like, and subscribe. Any and all feedback you might have for the show is greatly Appreciated. Okay, the WCC season is winding down for the Santa Clara Broncos, who are having a tough go of it as of late. They have lost their last five games, including losses this past week to BYU and Pacific on the road. They return home this week to take on St. Mary's and Portland at 7 p.m. and 1 p.m. respectively, both of which we will have for you on KSCU. Today's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. I don't have any highlights to work into the clip because the Broncos were on the road and we were not covering either of those road games. I also did not head over to practice this week. Uh, this is going to be a little bit more of, a, of an abbreviated episode to give you a quick update for basketball, but next week will be a, a little bit more complete as we preview the West Coast Conference Tournament, which begins next Thursday, and it's looking like Santa Clara is going to be playing Thursday night in that first round game. Who they will play is yet to be decided. So before we get into Santa Clara's games last week against BYU and Pacific, both of which they lost, let's get into the WCC standings. And while we do that, sound the alarm, everybody. Let the world know. Front page news. Gonzaga has lost a West Coast Conference game. I know. I know. I didn't think it would happen either. But nobody ever does. That is why they call it an upset. Uh, they lose to BYU on Saturday night in Provo. It was a wild game. It was a wild environment. Props to the Cougars and first-year head coach Mark Pope, who, in my opinion, should be the West Coast Conference Coach of the Year. I don't know that it's particularly close. BYU was a good team at a season ago. This year, they're a lock to make the tournament. They're in the top 25 for the first time in seven, eight, or nine years. Whenever Jimmer Fredette was there, they're projected as a six seed right now. He is in his first year as a head coach. He knocks off the Gonzaga Bulldogs, gives them their first conference loss of the year. It was the first road conference loss for Gonzaga since 2016. If that is not a resume, for the WCC Coach of the Year, I don't know what is. Props to Coach Pope and the BYU Cougars as they knock off the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Now, it was not enough to move them into first place in the WCC. The standings currently are as follows. You have Gonzaga, who's rated number three in the country, and they are 13-1 and one in conference play. Right behind them is... BYU at 12 and 3 in conference play, 23 and 7 overall and number 17 
in the nation. Then in third, you have St. Mary's at 10 and 4 and 23 and 6 overall. Pacific has reached the 20 win threshold with a 9 and 5 conference record and they're 21 and 9 overall. Fourth in the WCC, you've got Pepperdine at 8 and 7, San Francisco at 7 and 7. Then you have Santa Clara at 5 and 9. They're currently 7th in the conference. Pepperdine is 5th, San Francisco 6th. And then you've got LMU at 8th at 4 and 10, San Diego at 9th at 2 and 12, and Portland at 10th at 1 and 13. The Pilots have really had a tough go of it after a somewhat encouraging start to the year. They've lost 12 consecutive games have the Portland Pilots. They were 9 and 8 earlier this season, but now they are 9 and 20 and on their way to their second consecutive 10th place finish in the conference. I also want to give a shout-out to the Pacific Tigers and head coach Damon Stoudemire. They were second to last in the WCC a year ago, and they have jolted up to solidify themselves as one of the top teams in the conference. They're 9-5 and five in conference play and in fourth place right now. That could change, but it looks like they're going to be, if they're in the top four in the conference this year after being second at last, that's a huge jump, a testament to culture, the tremendous depth that they play with, but also the coaching as well from Damon Stoudemire and that entire staff up there in Stockton. They really have that program on the rise. So, It looks like Gonzaga is going to have the regular season WCC crown. What will happen in the tournament? Who knows? It's March. It's college basketball. You just never know what's going to happen. And it looks like they'll meet BYU, but St. Mary's has beaten BYU this year. They split the season series. And if they end up meeting uh, in that final, then or at some point in the tournament, rather, to meet Gonzaga in the final, that could be one of the best college basketball games of the year in the conference, potentially in the country. But it looks like right now, Gonzaga will be the one seed in the WCC, BYU will be the two, and St. Mary's will be the three, which means St. Mary's will have to play an extra game because of how the tournament is structured, and Gonzaga and BYU will likely get those extra buys into the semifinals beginning the following Monday, uh, Monday, March 9th. And then the final is uh, Tuesday the 10th. Okay. So let's get into it for Santa Clara now, who, as I mentioned earlier, have lost five consecutive games, which is their second longest losing streak in the last five years. They lost seven in a row back in 2015 under coach Keating, That ended up being his final year before they brought Herb Sendak on board. And the injuries are really starting to take a toll for Santa Clara. Josef Rankic is not going to play in either game this week against St. Mary's or Pacific. He sprained his ankle Saturday night against the Tigers up in Stockton. And he showed me some pictures of him. Let's just say that that thing is uh, larger than it is supposed to be. And he wants to come back for the WCC tournament, but it's unclear at this time if he's going to be able to play and in what capacity he'd be able to play anyway. Willie Caruso is still easing his way back from a foot and calf injury. And then, of course, Zeke Richards, the backup center coming into the year, or at least we thought, uh, is is out for the year. Miguel Tomley hasn't played. Uh, Jordan Williams and Juan Ducasi have been battling injuries. So it, it's a thin line for Herb Sendek and the Broncos right now in terms of available players. And that's not what you want to see going into 
the conference tournament. But let's break down their games from last week really quick. Uh, first, Thursday night, they go into BYU in Provo, which is one of the toughest places to play in the country. It's one of the biggest arenas in the country, and they are loud. They are loud. They are rowdy, and BYU is a good basketball team. They were ranked number 23 at the time. The Broncos end up losing 85 to 75, but this is not a loss where you hang your head and say, wow, we should have had that one, or oh, why didn't we play better? This was a really good performance from Herb Sendek and the Broncos. It was really a close game throughout. There were one, maybe two moments where it looked like BYU was going to pull away, but Santa Clara just made runs, particularly right out of the gate in the second half, which is a spot where we've seen Santa Clara get outplayed at times by their conference opponents, but they put it to BYU in the first few minutes. They were down 10 at the half, and then they came all the way back, tied the game, I believe even took the lead at one point. Uh, When the teams were scoring around in the 50s, it it was really a back-and-forth affair, and it was close throughout the game, and then BYU pulled away with some free throws uh, and big shots down the stretch. But really great performance from Santa Clara on the road. Uh, Vrankich led the way with 28 points and 11 rebounds going up against Yoli Childs, who's one of the best players in the WCC. He's the leading scorer in the conference, and he was just 9 of 20 from the floor. Vrankich defended him well at one end and then took it to him at the offensive end. That was a really, really phenomenal outing from Josip Vrankich, arguably his best game of the year. Of course, he had the Pepperdine game early in the season where he had 33 points, but I really think given the opponent, this was his best game of the year. Taj Edi came off the bench as well. He had 11 points and knocked down all three shots that he took from beyond the arc, and it was a, a well-balanced affair for Santa Clara offensively. They got stops when they needed to. They rebounded the ball well, but ultimately the trio of, of Jake Toulson, TJ Haas, and Yoli Childs was too much for the Broncos, all of whom nearly had a double-double. Toulson and Childs did with 20 and 10 and 22 and 11 respectively. And then TJ Haas had 28 points to go with nine assists. And that was really your ballgame right there is BYU's offense is just explosive. And, you know, holding them to 85 points, I, I don't think is anything to hang your head about. This is a team that can put up numbers in a hurry. And when you have those guys... Toulson, Haas, and Childs all playing at such a high level. It's hard to keep pace, but one of the reasons Santa Clara was able to do that for as long as they did was they only had 11 turnovers in this game, and that's been a big problem for Santa Clara all year, but really has been the key to playing well against the best teams in the conference. They won the turnover battle when they beat St. Mary's earlier this year. When they played Gonzaga tied at home, they won the turnover battle. And in this game, they were under their season average for turnovers with 11. That's clearly a key to keeping their offense in rhythm and getting guys going uh, both inside and outside. So that was a good game. And then they go on the road to Pacific to play an up-and-coming Tigers team uh, that really just kind of jumped on them from the beginning with their extreme athleticism. I mean, outside of Gonzaga, I think Pacific is the most athletic team in the conference. I don't think it's really even close. I mean, they've just got so many guys who are fast. They can jump really high. They, they've they got quick first steps, and they're strong as well. Jalil Tripp is, of course, the guy who leads the way 
and he had 29 points in what was an 87 to 74 victory for the Pacific Tigers and head coach Damon Stoudemire to get them their ninth conference win of the year. So Pacific really is, uh, they're, they're a tough team at home as well. Santa Clara beat them earlier in the year when Trey Wirtz played a nearly perfect first half of basketball in which he dropped 17 points and missed just one shot. And, you know, looking back on it, that's one of Santa Clara's better wins of the year when you look at the year that Pacific has had and the success that they've had this season. But uh, Pacific just got on them from the get-go, and Santa Clara's offense wasn't able to keep pace. Uh, they got out-rebounded on the glass 35-21. to 21. I think that was something that made Santa Clara's offense suffer. No offensive rebounds, but also feeling that pressure of, you know, we got to make a shot here or else we're not going to get a second chance at it. And they only turned the ball over 12 times, so that really wasn't the issue. And, you know, you look at the box score, and D.J. Mitchell had 18 points on 6 of 11 shooting. Trey Wirtz had 17. Frankich had 12. Jalen Williams had 10. And Jaden Bediaco had 10. So you have five players in double figures, but you lose the game pretty handily. I think a couple of those buckets maybe came in garbage time, but overall throughout the game, the rebounding edge was significant. And Pacific did a great job on the offensive glass as well to give themselves extra possessions. So Santa Clara lost on Saturday to drop their fifth consecutive game, which, as I said earlier, is their second longest losing streak since the 2015-2016 season when they lost seven in a row. And they have got two chances to right the ship before the WCC tournament next week. And that's beginning tomorrow night, recording this podcast on Wednesday. Tomorrow night against St. Mary's, they'll come to the Levy Center for a 7 p.m. tip. We'll have that for you on KSCU. 103.3 103.3 FM via the TuneIn or Simple Radio app. And the Gales are going to be looking for revenge after losing to Santa Clara 67-66 to back on January 11th. That was the first time Santa Clara had beaten St. Mary's since 2015, the first time they'd won in Moraga since 2014. You had Josip Rankic with the go-ahead layup with 9.4 seconds remaining. He also had 22 points and 10 rebounds. In that game, he, he was really phenomenal all around, no matter who was guarding him. But tomorrow night, Santa Clara is not going to have Josip Brankic. And DJ Mitchell had 16 points in that game up in Moraga as well. And he's going to have to be big tomorrow because he's likely going to be the player that Herb Sendek inserts into the starting lineup for Josip Brankic, who is going to be dealing with that high ankle sprain and has confirmed to me that he will be out Thursday and Saturday night in the home finale this season against the Portland Pilots on Parents Weekend. So uh, definitely an unfortunate turn of events for for Josip Frankic and the Broncos. I mean, he'd been playing phenomenal basketball. He's the team's leading scorer. He's one of their leading rebounders. He's tied for the team lead in steals with Jalen Williams. And he's the captain of the team and the leader. And he does it all for Herb Sendek. And that's a big hole to replace on the roster with no Josip Frankich and DJ Mitchell likely will get the start uh, with the Broncos already down Willie Caruso essentially because he is still fighting his way back from injury. So I, I think that's going to be a tough one for, for Santa Clara to win Portland on Saturday though, chance to end the, um, end the season with a win, pick up a win at home and against a Portland team that will have lost uh, most likely 13 consecutive games at that point, assuming they lose tomorrow night. 
and that that's one that if you're Santa Clara, you just got to have so that you can have good momentum going into the WCC tournament on Thursday. And, you know, Santa Clara, if they're not careful down the stretch here, they could find themselves playing San Diego, who granted they've beaten twice handily this year instead of Portland because LMU now has four conference wins and Santa Clara has five. The Broncos are five and nine. The Lions are four and ten. So we'll, we'll see what happens down the stretch in terms of who's the seven seed and who the eight seed will be between those two teams. You've also got USF at, at seven and seven right now. They could drop their last two games, and if Santa Clara can win their last two games, maybe they get out of that seventh seed altogether. But I think USF would hold the tiebreaker in that instance anyway. So it does seem that Santa Clara is is destined for a, a game in the seven seed or in a game in the first round, rather, next week in the WCC tournament on Thursday to take on either Portland or San Diego, depending on how things shape out. But tomorrow night, they, they take on the Gales, and it's not going to be an easy one. St. Mary's is playing some really good basketball right now. And, you know, I think Trey Wirtz is a guy who is going to have to step up, and he kind of struggled up in Moraga back on January 11th in that thrilling victory, but he had five points down the stretch that were absolutely huge. He tied the game with about a minute to go. He hit a three that got Santa Clara back within a point uh, with about a minute and a half to go. And, you know, it was a really big moment for the true sophomore, and I think he's going to have to step up and have one of those uh, one of those great games that we've seen him have. He's coming off of a 17-point performance Saturday night against Pacific, so maybe he's got some momentum offensively to that he can carry over against St. Mary's. And, you know, it, it's going to be necessary for him to have a good game, I think, uh, and, and protect the ball against a Gales team that just does not turn it over. They're first in the WCC in turnovers per game. And... I think the other element, uh, in addition to Trey Wirtz playing well, is Jalen Williams has to continue to play lockdown defense on Jordan Ford and make life difficult for him. I mean, yes, Jordan Ford had 30 points last time these two teams played. Most of those points came on a switch where Jordan Ford would get a screen and be guarded by Vrankic or be guarded by Keyshawn Justice or Trey Wirtz or anyone who's not Jalen Williams, who's the best perimeter defender I've seen in the West Coast Conference this year. Uh, and just a true freshman as well. I think he, at the defensive end, is going to have to have an impact on the game. If Santa Clara wants to get their first season sweep of the Gales since 2007, they'll have a chance to do it 7 p.m. tip right here on KSCU, and then a 1 p.m. tip Saturday afternoon against Portland for the home season finale. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Believe in Santa Clara Sports podcast. Please like and subscribe if you haven't already, and tune in to the next episode to get updates on all things Santa Clara and WCC basketball right here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast platform for professionals. Next week, I'm hoping I'll have a player come on for an interview on the podcast and I'll be previewing the West Coast Conference Tournament and we'll have a finalized situation of what will be going down in Las Vegas and we'll be covering the games on KSU as well, which is exciting. You can follow me on Twitter. Well, the Santa Clara games, that is. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at smalls underscore 55 or on Instagram at smalls underscore five to keep up with all of the sports broadcasts happening on KSCU, most notably the West Coast Conference Tournament 
next week in Vegas. We will be live from the Orleans Arena. I'm Spencer McLaughlin signing off for this week, saying so long, everybody, and have yourselves a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.